Hi everybody, this is Trace Hobson from iConnect Expansion. Welcome to my vlog, The Speed of Presence. Recently, my friend and colleague Sander van Eeklen from the Netherlands and I were speaking about the old world and the new world, the very heavy intellectual and also rational approach that's going on in organizations and the move away from that because people are longing for a new way to work. Sander and I talked and he shared a little bit about what he sees in his world in the Netherlands. Well, starting off with your first question about organizational development is, is what I see happening in organizations. Is that more and more information available and things rapidly change. Um, so a strategic plan for three years out is, is uh, as you have said already, is uh, not working anymore. And that's what I see is the same. Um, you're called, and organizations are called, leaders are called to, to really adapt moment by moment by moment, actually. And um, in doing that from only the rational mind, it's, um, it's not possible anymore. And, but it is as if we as humans are ready for, to take the next step in our consciousness to, yeah, to keep up with the speed of the world. So that's a large part of leadership development is, is um, developing more your intuitive skills, your intuitive mind, your, your whole mind thinking and whole being awareness, as we say in, in transformational presence. Now, you're talking about something that I talk about a lot too, which is this transition from the old world to the new world. You know, you've got this sort of top-down command and control, hierarchical system, systemic approach to the way organizations are done. We've been doing that for a long time. And that's not wrong, by the way. There's, there's still a place for that in certain segments. But we're all noticing how, how that's not working anymore either. And what you're mentioning, that in a world that's moving so quickly, we're all moving to something new. Now, I also notice how we keep trying to, in this really volatile, uncertain world, apply the old command and control forms. And you, you just said it, strategic planning, for instance, is one form that in the old world worked very well. You'd look at a three to five year plan, even a one year plan, you do a SWOT analysis, you do a risk assessment, you know, work breakdown structure, and you'd launch the plan. But now with the volatility, everything moves so quickly, it's over by the time you launch the plan, the climate. Exactly. It's, it's not linear anymore. Some, some parts are still linear. Right. Uh, if you were able to identify those parts, please do a linear process. Right. Because it will serve you right it will bring you the results that you're looking for. But more and more, uh, things are not linear anymore. They so when, are, you, when you notice this, this transition and people trying to apply in a, in a really complex world the old way, what do you notice the effects are on people? Um, in, the, in essence, we're approaching a, a complex world with linear tools and uh, with linear rational tools, analytical, organizational um, tools, what is necessary is to, to intuitively, really deeply sense into the moment of what's wanting to happen and inform, let yourself be informed by that and then work from, yeah, this what's about to happen back to the now and start taking a step and then sense into it again. And so, so you have to work with the uncertainty of that. Right. There is no um, something to, to hold on outside of you or to cling to what we're used to, and that's maybe a, a five-year plan that we can hold on to that gives uh, an illusion of certainty, I call it. Um, 
<laughs> I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody in finance, um, in fintech, in the United States a little while ago, and he was saying, "Yeah, plans don't work, but everybody keeps using them because it 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 makes everybody feel better." That's right, and that feeling better is is that there's some there's some sense of control, <laughs> and um, what I see is in personal leadership is that the the sense of um, certainty is inside of you, and not something outside of you. So, so when you look at leaders that are struggling to find those tools and skills and capacity, I mean, you know, we talk about in, in our work a lot how the tools and skills are really simple and powerful and they produce capacity. The capacity is a byproduct. But when you see people that are struggling to find those simple tools and skills, what are you noticing the individual effects are on those people? Um, Refrain to their old habits or their old patterns but in a more uh, rushed way, in a more intense way, I'd say. Things are heating up in the head. Right. <laughs> As if it's in overdrive and it's not producing the results, but then we put it even more on overdrive. And um, I think that is also one of the aspects why you see so much burnout in mm -hmm. companies. Uh, these last, yeah, well, five to 10 years, it's building up. The numbers are building up. In our work, what I notice with iConnect Expansion, we do a lot of work in, in transitions and in organizations that are going through big changes, transformations, and reorganizations. And there's an intensified um, sort of ecosystem of what you're talking about, where everything now is blatantly obvious when you try to implement a massive organizational change then all of the things that were sort of under the surface now come to the surface immediately. And there's a natural clash between that top-down command and control world or culture and this culture that's much more collaborative and connected. And I'm seeing this all over the world right now in, in finance, in fintech, in the United States, in Canada, in the Netherlands, in Europe, South America. I, I coach many managers in uh, standing organizations that are transitioning from a command and control um, yeah, form of leadership to more servant leadership, as you call it. In other words, are calling it's more self-steering or self-organizing. Um, and what I see is that they initially, um, they are very aware of, of their own role and their own behavioral patterns. And then they consciously um, do, um, do it differently. But then the first time it's not received as uh, expected because mm. then uh, many managers just, they think, okay, when I change, the other person has changed immediately. <laughs> you mean it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work that way. way. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. What is needed is, is an open discussion about what is wanting to happen and what does it ask of uh, for the manager? What, who does it ask it, him to be? And so he can, um, be open and transparent about what the expectations are and how this process can evolve. Not just do the process without talking about it, but really be open about the process and inviting the other to discover what his or her role is in that new pattern that is um, yeah, wanting to come about. Like Alan Seal and I have talked a little bit about this idea of servant leadership. And servant leadership is a very, it's a very old concept and, you know, we've, we've kind of borrowed that term a little bit to help to translate and give context to the work that we do with Agile 
or scrum professionals, executives, managers, coaches, just to give them something to kind of grab onto. But the truth is that I, I really feel like we're what you're talking about now is an evolution into this new form of leadership where I'm not the leader and you're not the leader. We actually are listening at a deeper level to a higher agenda that wants to happen. And the very interesting thing about it is it has it actually has first and foremost a, a developmental invitation for me as a leader that exactly. naturally just naturally flows out into that other person I'm working with or people on a team that then will, if you just continue to hold that space and intention and that dialogue, that interaction, it naturally flows out to the department and wants to go through the whole organization. It's more about equality between people than hierarchy. But equality invites to, to step up and, and, and mature in your own role. It invites what you said earlier is your, your mission here in your work, which is to be someone who holds a space for wholeness. And I notice when, when I do this work in this way, on the agenda always for that higher agenda is wholeness. It's always about wholeness. Wholeness for me, wholeness for you, wholeness for our team wholeness for the organization, whatever that looks like in each moment. Uh, what I see with this, these transitions into more self-organizing and self-steering teams and um, more in servant leadership uh, um, is that there's a huge reward in that uh, in, for people individually. They, they really feel that they are living their life's purpose um, and they can show up fully and it's, it's not holding back anymore it's it's is being present to the present moment uh, with all you've got all your talents all your powers all your capacities um which makes it so much more fun right i don't have to project an image that i'm great at whatever no, i can just be me right um, and that is good enough in fact it's great the one thing that i say um my my, my company's motto is that the most important thing in life and leadership is to show up in the fullness of who you are. The reason why is because whether you're practically managing operations or HR or agile projects or executive leadership, what you just said is the foundation of that. It's my presence that's the most important thing for me to show yeah. up with in my fullness. And yeah. from there, as I listen, rather than talking to the problems, challenges, and projects, I listen to them, exactly. I, can, I can show up more fully. Now, what do you notice that people, leaders and managers, are invited to let go of in that process? Ooh, that's, that's a good question, uh, Trace. It's uh, <laughs> to let go of a lot, I think. Um, it's, um, let go of the notion that they have to know or that they have to know everything um that um that's a big one to let go of the notion that um, um they have to be more than they are so it's and to let go of 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 yeah what i just said about the illusion of control yeah um, because in fact they don't really have control um because um it's a sh it's a shared thing among all the people at work well, I, so when we talk about planning too in a linear way, one of the things that I, f I found for me as a, as a project manager and executive, letting go of 
the, the goals and the results showing up in the way I thought that they should show up was yeah. always a huge invitation to trust there. And I, I found that really difficult at times to do. But I noticed from experiencing both ways that the results in letting the plan show me what it wanted to be were so much more vibrant than I could ever produce by myself or in that, that controlling way. Yes, or, or that you could have thought of beforehand. Right. right. So, um, so if you really let go of that projected result and, and hold the intention for, for that or something better, right. then let that go and let it show and be open to, to make the, step, the necessary steps that show you and invite you to be the full of you, <laughs> then... As, as you said, it's more vibrant, it's more fun, it's more um, rewarding. So when you notice people, let, like this transition that people are in, leaders are in, and they're letting go of, you know, the need to sort of feel like they've got to know all the answers, they've got to know everything all the time, and they let go of that. Once their hands are empty because they've let go of all those different things, what do you notice that they're able to begin to embrace then? I think to embrace... Um, on a deeper level, life more. And that's, I mean, the present moment. What is right here, right now? Mm. And not something, some projected thing in the future. And if you're willing to embrace and accept whatever is and whatever comes your way and work from there and see what you are invited to be and to do, um, yeah, life takes on its own yeah, flow. And you're you're just... A co-creative partner with that. So before we say goodbye, share with me a little bit about the work, the projects that you're working on right now that really have your attention, that are inspiring you, and that really sort of are connected to this transition we're talking about. But uh, one that stands out is uh, I'm working for a, a bank in the Netherlands, and I'm supporting, coaching two managers who really adopted the um, self-organizing way of. Mm -hmm. Um, going about their work and and it's an administrative uh, side of the bank um, and um, so beautiful to watch their their awareness uh, that keeps growing and um, in how they go about how they talk individually to their employees but also with the team and how they are letting go more and more and more and it's really a process and um, I feel really honored and, and um, I'm blessed to, to be able to, um, to coach them, to support them in, in, in that direction. It's a huge invitation to really, really become conscious of what am I doing and what am I saying and what am I, how do I hold myself as a manager right. towards a person that is not really uh, saying no or saying, well, not now or, or saying, well, I'm being pushed in a certain direction because that's right. how it's sometimes felt. And then it's really an invitation to look closely to what is, what's actually going on. Am I really, as a manager, holding and them in their greatest, uh, in their greatest self and their greatest potential? Mm -hmm. Or am I pushing, do I really want to push them towards um, taking more initiative, being self or steering? Or am I really open for the development that is taking right. place? Right. No matter what that means. No, right. And yeah. that's, so that's the second thing, actually, that, that is showing up is that the habitual patterns 
for the managers to is is very strong. So they 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 see that, um, yeah. When they reflect on certain situations, they oh, I did it again. I took the lead. I took over. Mm. However subtle, but um, but that's it's a learning process also for them. So it's great that, to to reflect on that, to see that, and and see what difference can be made the next time. Sander, thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared here today. It was so, so great to be with you and to be talking with you. Thank you for the invitation, uh, Trace, and uh, you're very welcome. What a wonderful conversation with Sander van Eeklen in the Netherlands. Sander is one of our newest program leaders at the Center for Transformational Presence and will be giving workshops in companies as well as outside of companies on transformational presence leadership tools, skills, and frameworks that help to create and hold a space of discovery. You know, it's, it's not that we don't need the intellectual, rational approaches. We, we definitely do need those. But we need a whole picture now that includes both the complicated approaches as well as the complex. And to have a more holistic, connected, collaborative, and even compassionate environment to work in. You know, I trust that this has been helpful for you, and if it has, please share it with other people. And I'll look forward to working with you in person in the future at some point. And until then, remember, the most important thing in life and leadership is to show up in the fullness of who you are. Thanks very much, and have a great day.